0: See Jesus hanging on the tree Four. the everlasting arm There's a leaning place on the everlasting arm Resting in Jesus You're safe from the storm You never rejected You can come as you are. There's a leaning place on the everlasting To make it through
1: Man, I, I appreciate that song. That's a that's a beautiful song. I'm I'm thankful he loved me and still loves me an awful lot. Um, Ryan called us this morning on our way in. He had something come up and he may not be able to make it to Sunday school this morning. But uh, he asked us to open up. And about any time you get that early morning call, you you kind of hesitate and shudder a little bit. But we're thankful we can do a little part and help out and thankful for the children singing today it's a it's a blessing to me to see that many kids here and that many people here that come to enjoy Sunday school Um, I love Sunday school always have Um, ever since well I guess I didn't when I was real little but I've loved it ever since I really got in church and it's a strength and a help and a blessing to me and uh, I got a scripture on my heart I'd like to read and it's over in Colossians the second third chapter uh, and it says, if ye, then be, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. And uh, so, so many times we get caught up in the day-to-day running back and forth, and there's always so many things to do and things that catch our attention. And um, But I'm thankful on Sundays we can try to set aside some time and set our affections on the Lord uh, And uh, I'm I'm thankful that he always sets his affections upon us. So um, it's just good to be here this morning. Uh, We'll ask uh, Brother Roger to dismiss us in prayer.
2: else Uh, I just just assumed Blaine had this lesson this morning he done a good job last week Uh, the title of this lesson is preaching to the exiles and still talking about the people that were down in bondage in, in Babylon and they went, Jeremiah preached, to them. well, several of the different prophets preached to them that they was getting in trouble. Yeah. And, and, uh, Jeremiah finally told them, said, you're going, you're going to Babylon for 70 years. And, uh, and these people, if you read this lesson, they were, down, they were down in bondage in, in Babylon. And Ezekiel was a priest, but he was also got, uh, called prophet of God. And he was, he was in Babylon w- with them. He went down there and, and I believe the, he wrote the book of Ezekiel while he was down in Babylon. But uh, he was preaching to the exiles we're 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 starting a revival this morning, and I believe we're going to have a revival. Uh, I just feel that way, and I hope I hope we don't have to spend too much time preaching to the exiles, the people that's saved that's got their lives all tied up in the world and and uh, not where they need to be. And I hope I hope we're not in that kind of shape. We can get that way coming to church every time. If we're not careful, we, we can come to church and not have our heart set where it ought to be, our mind where it ought to be, and and we can't get in the service. So we need, we need to try, every one of us. And sometimes I catch myself, I catch myself doing this, so I suppose about everybody else does the same thing. I hope not, but Probably we do i I say, Lord, we uh help the church have a revival and and people that ain't where they ought to be get their place, and I forget about getting me where I ought to be sometimes we have the attitude like the Pharisee had, Lord, I thank you, I'm not like these other people, and uh, uh and that's that's a that's a sinful attitude also uh the bible told us not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to and uh it, it, and he said if, if we humble ourselves before the hand of god he he'll uh, he'll pick us up in due time I didn't quote that exactly right, but god God'll take care of us if we do our part but uh he was preaching to the exiles and if you notice, a lot of the time our preachers get up here and preach an evangelistic type of a sermon and use about half of it preaching to the church or to the people that's in the church that's not where they ought to be and then maybe half of it to the lost and it would be real good sometime if everybody in God's church would come with their heart right, and, and the preacher wouldn't have to preach to us, but he could preach to the lost, and I, it's, God, it's God's will. He said it wasn't his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants to save everybody. And, uh, and he left us here. The only reason, the only reason the church is in the world is to get the message out to the lost. Yeah. And when if, if, I did, if I didn't have a little part in that somewhere, I, I, God's got a big part for me over on the other side. When my part's done, I'm out of here. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, I don't want to get in. The word of the Lord... Came unto me again saying, now, how many times, I remember I remember a time, and I tell this about every Sunday. In 1956, the word of the Lord came to me. And he told me I was lost, and I was on my way to hell. And I come to Jesus, and he told me I was all right, I was ready to go. Best day of my life. Best thing that ever happened to me. Now, since then, that's been a long time ago, but since then, I've had the word of the Lord come to me a lot of times. And sometimes, some, most of the time, it's a real blessing. And every time's a real blessing when you look back at them, but I've had the word of the Lord come to me and say, You're in the wrong place, bud. And at the the time he spoke to me, then it condemned me, and I didn't feel good. It didn't feel like a blessing. But looking back now, them some of the greatest blessings that God's ever gave me, because He was telling me when I was wrong that I belonged to Him, and uh, so He He loves us like the song they sang. He loved me when I'm right, and He loved me when I'm wrong. And he, But he wants me to straighten my life out. If I've got sin in my life, the Bible said for us to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us, run with patience the race is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. If we can humble our hearts and lay aside everything in our life except what God wants there, he can use us. But as long as we've got sin in our life, he, he can't work through that. And uh, so that's that's where we got to get to have revival. And that's what Ezekiel... Now, listen. Let me read this second verse. What mean ye that you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge? These people... These people was down in Babylon, and they was blaming somebody else for the for the trouble they was in. And if we're not careful, it, sometimes sometimes it, and I've heard this over and over and over again through the years. The church kind of hit a low spot, which I'm glad we ain't there right now. But sometimes the church will hit a low spot, and you hear somebody say, I "Wonder what's wrong with the church." It ain't like it used to be. Trying to blame somebody else because they ain't getting a blessing. If I'm not getting a blessing, I got to look in the mirror. It ain't nobody's fault but but mine. I don't care. I don't care if every one of you guys is dead wrong and plumb full of sin. If I'm living right, God will bless me. And I, I I think everybody here understands this, but I've I've been at work before. I remember one time down at Crown, I was welding, and uh I was I was humming a song they sang in the choir, and uh, I can't even remember what it was now, but God filled my cup up and run it over. I had tears running down my face. And uh God'll bless you, in spite of the world. And it don't it, it's not a requirement that Bill live right for me to get a blessing. I believe he does, but that's that's not a requirement for me. My requirement for me is to lay aside every weight and a sin that besets me, and when I do that, God'll bless. So these people was trying to these people were trying to blame somebody else, blame the fathers. They've sinned and, and we're paying the consequences. Never has happened. Never will happen. God, God, don't make somebody else pay for my sins. Although I will say this, my sins has a consequence. Now the Bible told us to uh, to be a light to the world. He said we was a light to the world, and if let your light so shine that men might see your good works and come in and glorify the Father. Now, if if I'm not living right, then my light's not shining and I'm not helping the people that God wants me to help. So that that has an effect on them. But first, I don't don't believe God's going to break one of my kids' neck because because I've sinned. Now, I'll, I'll say this. If He does... Now God can do anything He wants to, but David, you remember when David sinned and and the baby died, and people say, "Well, I don't believe God God would do that." He did, and He will if He takes a notion if He thinks it's necessary. But the thing of it is, I don't think. I don't know if I can say this the way I understand it or not, the way I think, but God, I, I believe that baby was in its innocence, and when, when God took it from here, it went to heaven. Now, if that, I believe if that kid would have been lost, God would have given it its opportunity to be saved. And uh, I, I don't know if i said that where you could understand what I was talking about or not. But if, I believe if God takes one of our children, he'll take them in their innocence when they can go to heaven. That's just my thoughts on the thing. I don't, I don't know that I could prove that or not. But uh, but it's God, wasn't God, not God's will that any should perish. had another thought but it left but uh, as I live saith the Lord God you shall not have occasion anymore to use this proverb in Israel and uh, I can't I can't blame somebody else if I get in trouble if I don't enjoy my salvation I can't blame nobody else I've I've done said that two or three times but it's not if, if I get a blessing, it's, it's by the grace of God, by His mercy, by His goodness. And if I don't get a blessing, it's because I'm a scoundrel. Somewhere, something ain't right. And, uh, it ain't, it ain't because the preacher didn't preach good enough or the singers didn't sing good enough. It's because Carl didn't have his heart where it ought to be. Anybody got anything? And everybody here I know understands this, but a revival is not just a series of meetings. A a revival's down in here. And it has to come from way up there. And and the only way that's going to happen, the only way that happens, if if we can humble our heart and let God move in in me. We're not careful, like I said, we'll pray for everybody else and leave us out of it. But I, we need to pray, Lord. Here am I, like Isaiah. Here am I, Lord. Send me. And and then then set still and wait on the Lord. The Bible said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they'll mount up with wings as eagles. You'll have everything you need if you wait on the Lord, but don't move till he moves. Sometimes sometimes we get a little bit anxious, and I remember we in a meeting one time, I don't know if it was a revival or not, but. It was over in the old building on Albert Street. I was sitting up in the choir, real good meeting, and they was people coming to the altar, and I don't know what all was going on. I can't remember all of it, but I remember sitting there thinking, "Lord, I want, I need to do something. I want, I want to do something." You know, I had a zeal, which is fine. Having, having a zeal for the Lord's a great thing. But then it just, it just come to me, stand, what God, what Moses told the children of Israel, the Red Sea, stand still and see the salvation of God. So I just sit back. It was my time to just sit back and enjoy the service. It wasn't my time to move. So, uh, God's got a time for every one of us, a job for every one of us. And if we move at His movement, we'll, we'll do our job and we'll please Him. And, and it'll bless us and maybe somebody else too. I've never, since I've been saved, I've never got a greater blessing than when I was really humbly right out of my heart trying to do something for the Lord. And I, I, I love that song Tracy sings. Joy, joy, unspeakable joy. The Bible said it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Greatest, the greatest joy in my life is what Jesus put down in here when I was a 15-year-old boy. It seemed like when my heart's where it ought to be, it's, it gets better all the time. Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. And uh, the only, the only sin that'll that'll put somebody in hell is to not believe in the only begotten Son of God. Amen. Turn turn God away when He calls, when He tells you you're lost. And uh, you just flat refuse and don't never change your mind on that or your heart, however you want to say it. Uh, The Bible talks about the unforgivable sin, and that's unbelief. As long as you stay in unbelief, you can't be forgiven. So, they that come to Jesus must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And uh, no other way. So, all souls are mine. And he he wants every one of them saved. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life that's everybody i was talking to i was talking to a lady one time trying to get her to come to church and uh i don't i won't go through the whole story but uh i said something about hell in the bible and she said i i don't believe that i said well it's in the bible she said well i don't, I don't care what the bible says i don't believe it She said, I believe Jesus died for everybody and that everybody's going to heaven. And uh, that ain't what it says. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's down in here. That's not in here. I believed in Jesus in in my head before I got saved. i had been taught that ever since I could remember. And I believed it in here. I didn't believe my mom and dad lied to me, or the church, but till the day till the day that Flavus I stood up on Albert Street and God let let him preach the gospel to me, it it was real that day. It got down in here, and he was he was preaching out. Out of Matthew, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he made that real to me. God did. And it still is. The the most real thing in my life. And I say all the time, God's blessed me beyond measure all my life. But the greatest blessing is what, what he done down in here. And the hope that I have in Jesus. Anybody got a comment? But if a man be just and do that which is lawful and right, and hath not eaten upon the mountain, neither hath lifted up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, neither hath defiled his neighbor's wife, neither hath come near to a monstrous woman. All these things that the law said don't do, Stay away from in, in the twelfth chapter twelfth chapter of Hebrews uh, if you remember the eleventh chapter is talking about all the old saints and how they how they moved by faith and God blessed them. Then he said in the twelfth chapter, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. We've, we talk about a lot of times, and Terry does sometimes, and all our preachers, about people that's gone before us in this church, people that we knew that we worshipped with. And what a, a great light they were. That's, that's, ta- that's the same thing he was talking about there, seeing where come passed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin that does so easily beset us. Get rid of everything that's in our way and look to Jesus and we can have revival. And hath not oppressed any, but hath restored to the debtor his pledge, hath spoiled none by violence, hath given his bread to the hungry, and hath covered the naked with a garment. In other words, be honest and do what. If God, if God tells you you're wrong, fix it up. And I uh, will and guarantee you, I, I've learned this from experience. I mean, it's Bible, but I've learned it from experience. Uh, you don't do wrong and not know it. Now we can we can drift. We can kind of sit on the bench and fold our arms. And uh, Vic used to quote this scripture a lot: "A little sleep, a little slumber, and a little folding of the hands, so bringeth our poverty." If we're not careful, we can sit down and kind of drift along and not not do anything for God, and kind of get lazy. And uh, that's a bad spot to be in. The Bible said, "He that knoweth to do good and do it not to him is sin." So, it, we can sin either way, either either commit or, or omit, and uh, and and get out of line with God. So we be honest in all our dealings, and that's in that church covenant, and uh, treat people like we want to be treated. And love people like we want to be loved. Everybody wants people to like them and to love them. And if we love, if we love our lost people like God told us to, we'll have a burden. And if we've got a burden, God'll work with them. And uh, and I thank God for the burden that's in the church right now. And. Uh, Anybody got a comment? He that hath not given forth upon usury, in other other words, loaned you money out to make a big killing or something, neither hath taken any increase that hath withdrawn his hand from iniquity, hath executed true judgment between man and man, that's all that's the same thing I was talking, be honest. Hath walked in my statute, now listen, hath walked in my statutes, and hath kept my judgments to deal truly. He is just, he shall surely live, saith the Lord God. And uh, in Ecclesiastes, and I, I quote this scripture quite often, it said let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And uh, you got people. I've heard people say in the past. I ain't heard this recently, but uh, talking about the Old Testament and the New Testament, I've heard people say, "Well, that Old Testament ain't ain't no good anymore. God made a new one." If if you can't read Jesus in the first chapter of Genesis, you've missed the whole point of the book. The Bible said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it said, it talked about the prophets. It said that they moved, they were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. They wrote as they were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. So God wrote that. And the Bible said, in the first chapter of St. John, he said, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And uh, then the 14th verse, he said, and The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as for the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So, Jesus is a living Word. God's Word is eternal. And I'm, talk- I'm talking the King James Bible. And I'm talking from the first word in Genesis to the last word in Revelation. It's all God's word, and uh, He's preserved. I believe He's preserved it just like He wants it, and uh, and He wants us to get in it and learn uh, learn all we can about it, and then He'll give us understanding when we need it. Therefore I will, the 30th verse, therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways, saith the Lord God. Repent and turn yourselves from all your transgressions, so iniquity shall not be your ruin. There's a, there's a scripture, I probably got it wrote down there somewhere, but there's a scripture that says, why, thou fool, why wilt thou die before thy time? Now that we can take that two different ways. God can take us out of here if we're useless to him or he can let us sit around and be useless just be a dead issue. And that happens to a lot of God's people. Get sin in their life and too too proud or too stubborn to repent and Maybe still come to church every, every time the church doors is open, set in a pew and, and don't even know for sure if they're saved or not. Because the spirit don't never move in them So we gotta crucify this fella. There's nothing God God saved me when I was fifteen, He saved my soul. He didn't save this carcass you're looking at. Satan's walking to, uh, to and fro in the earth. And that's right here in this earth. He's walking up and down in here seeking whom he may devour. If He'd like to devour my life so that I couldn't be a help to nobody else. Same way with every one of us. He'd like to shut the church down. Lock the doors and No more church. That's what the devil like. But I thank God. He's always had a few people that was hanging on. And I believe doing their very best. And still does. So repent and turn yourselves from your transgressions. So iniquity shall not be your ruin. Cast away from you all your transgressions, whereby ye have transgressed, and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? And uh, like I said, we can we can be a dead issue, or we can be dead in the grave. And I believe that happens both ways. For I have no pleasure now. Here, let me read this. For I I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord God. Wherefore turn yourselves and live ye. Now God has no pleasure in people dying because they're wrong. But there's a scripture that said that God hath pleasure in the death of His saints. He got if 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 you're right and you leave here. God's got pleasure, and what he started out to do was to make us ready to go to heaven anyway. He said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Then he said he made man in the image of God. David said, I'll be satisfied when I awake with his likeness. So when I get out of the grave, I'll I'll be saved both soul and body, and this body will be in the likeness of Christ. And and ready to go to heaven, and God's pleased with that. I believe I believe when one of God's saints leave here, they've been they've been saved and, and living right. I believe God's tickled to death. To take them home. But if he's if he's punishing us for something, I don't think he has pleasure in that. Did did you ever whoop one of your kids or punish them for something? And and life about it. Nothing enjoyable about it. You'd rather you'd rather treat them real good and pet them all the time, and and and. But sometimes, sometimes you got to punish them just just to let them know what's right and wrong. And God does us the same way, and He don't. But He don't like it. God loves us a lot more than we love our kids. Way, way more. So, God's going to take care of us either way. But if we live right, if we come to church with our hearts right, God will bless us. And I believe... Like I said to start with, I believe God's going to give us a revival. It's actually ever since ever since we talked about this, yeah, I've been kind of excited about it, if that's the right word, and uh, praying about it, and uh, and I believe God. I believe God's going to do some great things now. We can't make people come and get saved. But I believe God will give plenty opportunity. And he's got plenty. He's got plenty. Blessings and however you want to say it in his storehouse. And he wants us to have them. He'd love to be able just to. If you you read over in. In. uh, Third chapter of the book of Malachi, and people say, "Well, he was talking about money there." He, 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 it was covered, but I believe he was talking about when he was talking about tithes and offerings. I believe he was talking about every, absolutely everything that I owe God. Now you might say, "What do you owe God?" My whole life, and uh, so. And, and the only way, the only way I can pay God, the Bible said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So if, if we keep, and David asked a question, said, who can ascend the hill of God? Then he said, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart. God wants us to. Come before him with clean hands. And when when we do, uh, you can go back to Malachi. He said, try me and see if I won't open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you will not be able to contain. So we need to humble our lives and say, Lord, here am I. Send me. Anybody got anything before I close? Yeah, I believe I believe God wants to open the windows of heaven every time we get together. And uh, and when I when we do it right, I believe he will. Anybody else? But we don't need to we don't need to If I if I don't get in if I don't get in the service this morning, I can't blame Terry Brock or